Head to netsuite.com slash briefing now for their one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Friday, August 5th. President Biden is still testing positive for COVID-19, but that may be the only bad news the president has had this week. Big bipartisan wins, good economic news, and even movement forward on his big domestic agenda items. We spend a lot of time on this podcast talking about the doldrums that Joe Biden finds himself in. Uh, He's still at very low approval ratings. Three quarters of his fellow Democrats don't want him to run for re-election. Two members of the House of Representatives in his party even had trouble answering a question about whether they'd like to see him run for re-election in a debate this week. So a lot of the political headlines for Joe Biden as his party prepares for what may be a tough midterm election cycle this fall are anything uh, but stellar. However, it is hard to ignore that Joe Biden is racking up victory after victory in recent days. Today's proof point, the labor market is red hot. Now, there is a lot to read into the latest jobs report and how it fits into what is an extraordinarily complicated and complex American economy, but there is no denying the really robustly good news on the jobs front. The Labor Department this morning reported 528,000 jobs were added to the rolls in July and that the unemployment rate has ticked down to 3.5%. This now means that All the jobs lost from the pandemic are back. And some economists and the White House are arguing that these numbers should quell those recession fears uh, that are in the sort of public economic discourse. Give a listen to Labor Secretary Marty Walsh. If we were in a recession, companies would be laying people off rather than hiring them. Uh, I think that a lot of companies are still growing. A lot of companies are still adding people on. Inflation, of course, is still very much a vexing issue for this economy and therefore for this president, which he acknowledged today. I know people will hear today's extraordinary jobs report and say they don't see it. They don't feel it in their own lives. I know it's hard to feel good about job creation when you already have a job. And you're dealing with rising prices, food and gas and so much more. I get it. That's why I'm doing everything in my power to lower the cost for families. And the Federal Reserve has as its main mission to try and cool off the economy so that they are attacking the inflation that exists right now. And one way to do that is to cool off the job market a bit. That's why there's this talk of recession, that as the Federal Reserve comes in with these dramatic and bold actions of interest rate hike after interest rate hike to try and ease inflation, that that could slip the economy into recession. But today's numbers suggest that the Fed is going to have to get even more aggressive. So what could that mean? Well, maybe more robust interest rate hikes in the months ahead. And that clearly is going to continue that concern about a possible recession. In addition to touting the robust jobs growth, President Biden has a lot more to celebrate today, including a significant development in his quest to get some of his key domestic principles and goals achieved. And how is that getting done? Well, Kirsten Cinema has now indicated 
the Democratic senator from Arizona, the one holdout in the caucus at this stage of the game, that she's ready to move forward with that sweeping economic package known as reconciliation. You can hear today in the president's own words that he is eager to see this across the finish line. This bill is a game changer for working families in our economy. I look forward to the Senate taking up this legislation and passing it as soon as possible. This bill, you'll recall, was sort of initially hammered out between Joe Manchin and Chuck Schumer, the majority leader, and it would invest some $369 billion in energy, health care, and climate programs. As you probably know, Democrats are passing this with just Democratic votes. That's the strategy here in the Senate because Republicans have indicated not a single one of them is going to be on board with this. So... This requires all 50 Democrats, plus then Vice President Harris's tie-breaking vote, to get out of the Senate and over to the House and then passed on to the president's desk. Cinema came around after party leaders agreed to some key concessions she was seeking, specifically some changes to the new tax provisions that Democrats had included in this bill as a way to pay for some of the spending. This was Majority Leader Chuck Schumer earlier today. Make no mistake, the agreement preserves the core components of the Inflation Reduction Act, including reducing prescription drug costs, fighting climate change, closing tax loopholes exploited by big corporations and the wealthy, and reducing the deficit. We're now one step closer to enacting this historic legislation into law. Before Democrats can get this bill on the floor, begin voting on it, making their way through all the amendments in what will likely be a very long weekend of painstaking work for them in the Senate, there's one final hurdle that they have to jump. That is the Senate parliamentarian. She has the power to determine whether or not each provision in the bill meets the very strict budget rules that allows the Democrats to pass this through that process known as reconciliation. So big jobs report today. Good news for the economy there. Major domestic priorities making their way through the Senate in a way that the president is hoping uh, that it will get to his desk. And on top of that, Biden has had other accomplishments. In a bipartisan fashion, Congress passed that CHIPS bill. This is the bill that boosts U.S. semiconductor chip production and competes more aggressively with China on that front, perhaps fueling a sort of tech boom in the U.S. and getting that manufacturing done here. That's the goal of the CHIPS bill. It had bipartisan support, and Joe Biden is eager to add that to his list of accomplishments. And you may recall, the president also addressed the nation at the beginning of this week that the United States has taken the leader of al-Qaeda off the battlefield. Now... Justice has been delivered, and this terrorist leader is no more. Ayman al-Zawahiri was killed in a U.S. drone strike that targeted him in Kabul, Afghanistan. He was one of the masterminds behind 9-11, and he played a role in the 1998 bombings of the U.S. embassies in Kenya and Tanzania. And in addition to that victory in the battle against terrorism, Biden scored another foreign policy victory, this time in the United States Senate this week, as the Senate voted to approve a resolution to ratify the membership of Sweden and Finland into NATO. Only one senator, Republican Josh Hawley of Missouri, voted against that. That, too, a key national security objective of President Biden accomplished here in light 
of Russia's aggressive war into Ukraine. And recall, this comes on top of that bipartisan infrastructure deal that got passed last year and signed into law. This comes on top of the, albeit perhaps modest, but nonetheless bipartisan action on guns in the aftermath of the shootings in Uvalde and Buffalo. So there is a lot for Joe Biden and Democrats now to point to, especially if this spending bill does indeed get done and take out to the campaign trail this year. The question is, are these accomplishments going to motivate voters? That's that's the big question for the fall. We saw the issue of abortion rights this week motivating voters in the red state of Kansas, and no doubt that'll be part of the Democrats' playbook this fall. But does this list of legislative accomplishments translate into the feelings the American people are having about the direction of the country, their day-to-day economic situation, and what they're looking for in terms of political leadership in the country. That remains to be seen. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment and be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. CNN Political Briefing is a product of CNN Audio. Megan Marcus is our executive producer. Greg Peppers is our supervising producer. Mohammed Darwish is our senior producer. Our episodes are produced by Krista Bowe and Taylor Galgano. We'll be back Monday.